This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me, because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly supported by Muck Delivery, bringing you the food you love. Muck Delivery brings a top-tier lineup of food right to your door. No matter the result... You'll always be winning with muck delivery, just like Leicester City this season. So the only thing left to say is, you win. Order now on the McDonald's app, and you can also get rewards points delivered too. So that ordering today means some tasty rewards for tomorrow. Only via app at participating restaurants 18 plus. Rewards registration required. Points only on menu items. Delivery fee and terms apply. See McDonald's.com. Podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. Strap yourself in because we're set up, switched on, and ready to go. You are watching Leicester Till I Die TV. Hi everybody, Jerry Taggart here. Now be sure to watch Chris and Lester Till I Die TV by subscribing on YouTube and following them on social media for all the latest Leicester City news and information. Come on you foxes! Hello fellow Fox fans! Welcome along to uh, the show. It's Thursday, I think, tonight. I tell you what, I think I'm on every night this week. The games are coming thick and fast. I'm Chris, and this is Leicester Till I Die TV. It 
It is, and it's the FA Cup this weekend. So we're going to be looking at um, the game on Sunday. We are away to Brentford. And um, like I say, so tonight we are on the Opposition View show. You can catch us in all the normal places. If you're watching live, we're on YouTube, Leicester Delight ITV. We're on Twitter, Periscope, at Leicester TID. And Facebook, it's obviously the Facebook group, Leicester Till I Die. Post-match, again, back on the YouTube and also on your favourite podcast platform as Leicester Till I Die, uh, whether that be Apple iTunes, Spotify, Google or Anchor or any other. Uh, you can catch us there about half an hour after the show ends. It is back to FA Cup action this weekend. Like I say, we are away at Griffin Park and Brentford. And I'm going to welcome in um, a fellow fan uh, coming from Brentford. And he is part of the Besotted um, Brentford fan group. So we're going to say good evening to Billy. Hello, Billy. Hello. Good evening. How are you doing? You good? And not so bad. Ask me again uh, Sunday night and I'll let you know for definite. But at the yes. moment, I'm good. How are you? Yeah, I'm not too bad. Thanks for inviting me on. No, no. Thank, thanks for coming on. Thanks for coming on. It's the uh, magic of the FA Cup. That's right. It's the magic of the FA Cup. And I tell you, it's, it's, it's a bit of a weird one, actually, because obviously it's Groundhog Day for us, actually. You know, us and Leicester. You know, we yeah. haven't met you. We haven't played you for, God, what's it, 20-odd years or something like that? <laughs> and all of a sudden, it's like, you know, it's like the buses that t- twice come at once, right, you know? So uh, it's obviously a bit of a difference this year than there was last year because obviously last year we played Leicester. It came out the hat. A bit yeah. of a strange one for us because we, we were right in the middle of our promotion campaign and we were really pushing hard to go up last season. We had Ollie mm. Watkins, who was on fire, you know, yeah. so Ollie Watkins is properly on fire. And uh, so we knew that he wasn't going to play. And also we knew that Brentford was going to rest a lot of players, actually. And mm. so, uh, you know, so we kind of went out with, a, as you call it, a B side. And so I just remember going to the game and calling up all my Leicester mates, all my Leicester mates, the, the Leicester Foxes, Rishi and them lot from the from the Leicester, the Proud Foxes, and that one, yeah. you know, Steve, you know, my mate Steve as well, Jordan. I've got a load of sort of Leicester mates. We called them all up. We went down the pub beforehand. They all came down our pub, had a few beers beforehand, and we went to the match. And it was quite cool because at least you had that sort of social factor before going yeah. to the game. This season, this this time, we haven't got that. You know, you're going to walk from the kitchen to the living room with a, with a four pack of cans to go and watch a game. That's a bit of a shame, really. Unless unless you're like myself, and I live in a flat, so actually the, the kitchen just goes straight into the living room. So I don't even have to go through a door, you know. But, yeah, uh, no, I hear that. It's, it's handy to go and get another can, I must admit. But yeah, we do. Uh, I think we all agreed we do miss uh, that side of the football and, and, and being there. Uh, but it was quite something that because, <coughs> excuse me, uh, I just brought yes, it up. I'll just bring it up again. Uh, of course, it was 1 0. We, we scored after four minutes. That was probably one of the longest uh, 86 minutes of my life. Inacho scored. And, I mean, you know, Inacho scored a winning goal. That's like uh, like a golden duck egg. Yeah, it is for you. I mean, it means nothing to us. Uh, all no, we no, know no, is no. That you knocked us out the FA Cup. Like, you yeah. know. But, um, you can have you him know, if you want him. Yeah. That's that's right. Um, to be fair, I mean, last season, I mean, you know, for the side that we put out and Leicester came down, we got a lot of respect for you guys. Really good side. Um, yeah. 
it was it, it it was a lot close not close i mean it was it was one of those games that was close but it wasn't close if you know what i'm yeah. saying but it was a lot yeah. closer than, than we thought it was going to be considering the side that we put out i think the biggest disappointment for us was the fact that we it was on tv it was on bbc tv and it's listen different for you like you're on tv all the time but brentford we, before before last well, say last season or this season now we're never on TV. I mean, I've been supporting them for 40 odd years and we're never, ever on TV. And all of a sudden, there's that bang, we're on mainstream TV. So all my mates are going, Oh, you know, we're going to see Brentford. You're on TV. We've heard all about you, Ben Rama, Watkins, the BMW. Oh, fantastic. And I'm like, Oh, geez, none of them are going to play. So we turned up with our B team and the B team, they did all right, but it wasn't quite the same. So I think people were a little bit kind of slightly underwhelmed by seeing them for the first time we actually could put ourselves in front of the whole wide world. And that that was yeah. probably the biggest disappointment for me about last year's FA Cup match. I mean, don't 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 uh, say say too much about it. It wasn't that long ago that we were in the same position as you. And I can remember Saturday complaining about how often our matches were getting changed, you know, to, to be on TV. All right, we, we went on and won the Premier League, so I kind of guess that's why we were on it so much. But, um, but uh, yeah, it, now, of course, it, it's great that we get all our games on TV because at least we, we get to see them. Do you, do you get to see many of yours? Are you on much apart from the FA Cup? Well, no, this is what I'm saying. that All of a sudden, it's like, you know, I mean, last season, it was, you know, we we, 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 we used to make a joke calling it Sky Sports Leeds. Like, you know, it was Leeds, yeah. but like literally, literally yeah. on TV the whole time, you know. Yeah. But all of a sudden, is that Sky started to have a fondness for Brentford. And before we knew mm. it, we started to get on TV a, f- a fair amount, like, you know. And then the funny thing is that this season now, because Leeds are gone, we're on TV kind of loads, so it's it's almost turned to Sky Sports Brentford now, like you know. So it's it's quite funny, and uh, I'm a person that I'll go to every game home and away, pretty much, like you know. So I'm home and away for every game. So being on TV doesn't really bother me, and sometimes I actually find you know being on TV can be a bit of a pain, and it takes away that whole kind of side of things. But obviously, with the pandemic now, and you want to try and see your team as much as possible, it's actually turned out to be a little bit of a bonus, and it's going to be interesting to see how things flip back when we go back to actually watching games in the stadium. I mean, I know a lot of people have got used to watching football on TV where they wouldn't have done beforehand, yeah. and I know that you know we have to remember also that you know even though I don't like to believe it, we are in the minority, the people who actually go to games in the stadium, we are the minority, even though I believe that is the way that you men are watch football. But yeah. the vast majority of people actually kind of sit on their couches, they're armchair fans, and they watch it in front of the TV. So uh, I'm, I'm hoping that this new shift hasn't changed what's going to happen in the years. And all of a sudden, we're going to start seeing three o'clock games and games being moved, you know, willy nilly even more than they are. They have been before, because I think that's going to be a real shame. We're we're accommodating now because it works out for the TV people, works out for the fans, works out for the clubs. But we need to go back to kind of, you know, the football's about the fans and in the stadium, really. And we need to hopefully that's that's not going to change when we when we come out of this pandemic. I'm kind of torn between and between the two views really because I'm Leicester born and bred but I actually I've never I've not lived in um Leicester now for 30 odd years so for the last 30 odd years any home game has been like an away game I have a seven hour return trip to go and see a see a home game so anytime it's on the telly used to be sort of a, a billy bonus for me but that said the fans in the ground 
always have to come first, in my opinion, because that's what football is. And the fact that I've moved away was a lifestyle choice, a job choice, etc. But no, it should always be for the fans that can go and see it in the stadium. That's right. And yeah, I think you're 100%, 100% right, you know. And like I said to you, I can't wait to get back in the stadium myself. Yeah. I suppose as you can as well. We've got a brand new stadium that I've only been well, in once. Funny you should uh, ask that because Steve Stephen Collins here is actually saying, Billy, what's the new stadium like? Yeah, it's tell you something, it's um it's 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 great. It's it's difficult because for me to turn around and say to you, it's brilliant, it's absolutely the best thing in the world. I can't mm. say that yet because I've not been in there with a full crowd. But what I have done, I've seen it from the outside, it looks great from the outside. Um yeah. uh, the one the one thing that I and I'm gonna you know put it out there, the one thing that I'm not hundred percent about is the seats is the multicolored seats because you know for me brentford are red and white and i would like to have a little yeah. bit more red and white maybe black and everything like that in there so that you know if you're flying over on the plane or you see photographs when the stadium's empty then it kind of you know brands you uh you yes. know as a fan as red and white stripes but that is me there's brentford fans who love it because they think it makes it look completely different and people know that it's a brentford stadium but you know forget yeah. that because that's not going to change the feel of the place it's not going to change the yeah. atmosphere I was lucky enough when we played Blackburn Rovers um, just before lockdown 3.0. I was very lucky yeah. to have got a ticket. So we, I was you know, I was one of the first batch of people to go into the new stadium. I went there with my daughter, Bella, his son, Elias. And I went down to the, you know, got inside the stadium, went inside there. And I have to admit, when I walked in, I thought this is wicked. Because the first thing about it is that it's a new stadium, but it's not too big. Don't forget, we're yeah. Brentford. So we everyone's sort of saying, oh, why isn't it 60,000, 70,000? Not interested in that. All I wanted to do is to go inside a stadium with my mates. It's nice and compact. It's got a good atmosphere. You can make a good noise. You can see the game. And that's all I'm interested in. I'm not interested in having a stadium that's going to house, you know, 10,000 Man United fans when whenever we, we get the chance to play them. It's, it's pointless, like, you know. So you've got to remember, there's probably 20,000 Man United fans that actually live in Brentford. <laughs> yeah, well, that's, you know, that's it. And this is no disrespect to Man United fans. This, that's all cool. But what I'm trying to say is that I know there's so many teams that, you know, are in lower divisions than as soon as they went up, you know, people started to get season tickets in those stadiums, but not to go and see that team, to go and see all the Premier League teams like the Man Cities and the Man United and that, and kind of it lost its atmosphere. So for me, I'm kind of, I'll be happier if it's full of Brentford fans. It's like, yeah. you know, 70,500 people inside there. So you walked in there and it's like, this stadium is it's big, but it's not that big. It's kind of tight enough so that you can get a nice vibe, a nice atmosphere. There's only 2,000 of us in there because of, you know, because of the tears and the fans that can go in. There's only 2,000. But um, we started singing. You know, it's a, I haven't done that for, for nine months. You know, yeah. so I started singing, started, you know, kind of shouting things at the referee and stuff like that, which is quite a good laugh as well. I thought, cool, blimey, I, this, this is what you do at football. But yeah. it was actually felt really good. And, and it made me feel that, and also, you know, like when you look behind you, you think, oh, actually, there's not many sort of seats that go from where I am all the way to the back of the stand. So it's, you know, it's yeah. quite tight there. And also yeah. that, you know, the length of it. And so I thought to myself, actually, this is going to be really good when it's when it's buzzing, when it's when it's 17,000 people on here. It's yeah. actually going to be really, really buzzing atmosphere. You can see where the away end, the away end was in the north stand in the corner. They've decided to put the away fans in the corner. But you've got a nice little corner there. And again, you're relatively you're close to the pitch. You've got, you know, a relatively low roof. You know, it, honestly, I think that people are going to enjoy coming down to, you said Griffin Park, but it's actually, we call it New Griffin Park, which new is New Griffin Park. Park. At, oh, at, at Lionel Road, New Griffin Park. I think people I mean, enjoy coming down there. Um, I, I think, think a lot of people... 
Blame the Leicester yeah. City website for that because they've, they've got it up as Griffin Park. So, that's but right. New I mean, Griffin Park. That's I right. A lot of people have been slating it, and you know, like Fulham fans, of course, are like you know, calling it the you know the 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 Lego Stadium and things like that, uh, as they would do. I mean, uh, you know, Fulham, if you know, if they're lucky, they they might not even be playing us next season because you know, <laughs> fingers crossed, if things go right, you know, it'll be bees yeah. up, Fulham down, um, as yeah. the song goes. But um, they could say that, but it's I think it's very difficult to make a decision on a stadium until you've been inside it. And it's all right saying things from photographs and seeing on TV, but you've got to say it inside it. And all the Fulham fans, you know, who are having to go at our stadium, you know, I think there's a bit of jealousy there, really. Like, you know, you know, more best than, team in West London and that kind of stuff. <laughs> well, hopefully we might get a chance to see it for ourselves if it's all, you know, if we if we get, uh, the, get rid of these virus and we're back to the grounds next season and you, you've got a good chance of coming up, but we'll have a look at that in, in a minute as we go. But you were saying about the last time we played was in was in the FA Cup. Actually, the first time we ever played each other was also um, in the FA Cup. And let me just bring it up here. Our first ever game between us was, and I wasn't there before anybody says it. I know I'm old, but I wasn't there. 11th of January, 1936 at Leicester. And we won 1-0. So... You know, we uh, the first ever game was an FA Cup, and the last ever game was an FA Cup. But and um, and, and saying that about FA Cups as well, and if mm. you check out, I mean, as you just called me now, I was actually editing our podcast. I do the Besotted uh, yeah. Pride of West London podcast, which is on Pride of West dot london and i'm editing the one at the moment now so it should be live hopefully a little bit later on thursday if not definitely on uh today's thursday isn't it oh, God, I've yes, lost yeah. oh if not yeah. uh, definitely friday morning or definitely you should just check that out because mm. it talks about you know our previous matches you'll find out a load about us but also we talked to well we talked to um brad from uh, uh, brad uh from, from leicester like fan that. tv as well so yeah that's yeah. right. So we, so we talked to Brad on there as well. So we're doing a Leicester thing as well. But also we've got a little guy called JB on the podcast and he does all sorts of stats and facts. He's got, he's got right. his facts and funk, we call it, his little section. And he says, actually, that I think we've played Leicester. Um, we play, I don't know how many times we've played you in the cup, but we've actually never beaten you in the cup. You know, right. we've played you so many uh, times. I, in I the can cup. tell you, actually, and not, not that I've, I've, you know, prepared this at all, but uh, in the FA Cup, we've played each other six times. We've won four and we've drew twice. In fact, um, just, just to rub it in a little bit, and it's <laughs> Leicester, we can't always rub it in. It was January 47 was the two draws because we drew, um, I think we drew at your place, then we drew at our place, and then we played the third game at Villa Park, and we actually went through finally 4-1. So we have got the Vex over you in the FA Cup. That you have, and, and, the, and that game as well was, and I believe, and again, if you listen to JB and the Stats and Facts, that was our, I think it was our record crowd. I think there was a crowd of nearly 40,000 at wow. Griffin Park for that Leicester game as well. And there's a documentary called Push Up Brentford. Again, if you check it out, it's actually on YouTube. It was on TV the other day, but it's actually a really, really interesting documentary. It's called Push Up Brentford and just check it out. And it's really interesting. It goes back into the history of bees. It's got fans talking about various things, you know, uh, photographs and footage. And there's one guy on there who talks about, I think, when he went to that FA Cup game, he was actually at that FA Cup game in, what's it, 1948 or whenever it was. And he was oh, there, he's a young yeah. little kid. And he said that, I think he couldn't see the pitch. And he asked, but it was a people actually carried him above their head from the top of the terrace all the way down to the bottom of the terrace so that he can actually watch a game, so he can what? actually be put in front of the friends at the front. 
what what platform is that on? Is it um, normal it's telly, on, Netflix, or it's on? No, no. Well, it was on a, a it's on one of the community channels, which, which you could have got on Sky TV again. But again, okay. you could probably get it maybe on on demand on push. It's called Push Up Brentford, so you can push check that out. But also, you can get it. You can get it on YouTube. It's, it's on YouTube, one hundred percent. If you just do Push Up Brentford on YouTube, you get it. It's definitely worth a watch, actually, because it's proper okay. football fans, real football. It talks about all the things about going to games and you know the you know that watching football and the elements and the dodgy yeah. and racism and it's just got everything in there. It's good. <laughs> uh, let me ask because obviously, and no disrespect to Brentford, but you are you're obviously in the Championship in the second tier. When the football draws being made, I suppose your ideal draw you'd love to get a Man United or a Liverpool, one of the big teams. When you pull, when Leicester comes out, what what's your? Is it like oh god, it's only Leicester, or is it now oh it's Leicester because of sort of where we are? What are your feelings when when Leicester come out? Well, twice it's happened now when we come out the bag for you. The honest truth. Yeah. Okay. Last season we were like, yeah, okay, that's quite good. You know, we were not quite good, but we were, we were good because we haven't played Leicester for a long time, and we want to play yeah. somebody that you've not played before. So there's only a yeah. few teams that we haven't played before. One of them's Man United. Um, we've played Arsenal now as well. So Man, Man United is pretty much one of the teams that we actually haven't played, and we've desperately been trying to trying to get them out of the hat. So you know that didn't come out. So we're like, mm. so it's Leicester. We're like, okay, that's quite cool. Good, good draw, good team. But then after when we realised that we we're going to be playing not a full-strength side, it kind of had a different gloss on it. This time, I have to admit, because the you couldn't be in the stadium, so I couldn't meet up with the mates, and because it was Leicester and you were actually quite good and you're at the top of the Premier League, when Leicester yeah. came, and we played you before, when you came out, it was like, oh, no, not them again. And it was this is, again, not just respect to Leicester fans, but it's because we're at the stage now, we got to the, the semi-final of the League Cup, and yeah. we got there with our sort of kind of B plus sort of side as a yeah. second string plus side. And we managed to beat four Premier League sides with that team. Mm. And but we thought with the FA Cup, we thought oh, we're not going to be able to do it again. Um, and we're not going to be playing our first string team again, 100% the FA Cup. So if we're going to be playing our second string team, we need to be playing as many kind of like kind of sort of like teams that we think that we might be able to beat. So we were yes. hoping we might get Crawley or we might get Stockport if they came out of the hat or somebody like that. So that yeah. we can get an easy run through to kind of like the semi-finals or something. So we can have a bit of a laugh and you do something to for an excuse for you to go from your kitchen to your living room again with another fullback yeah. or fullback <laughs> of here. So uh, I mean in our defense, I mean we um Underpass managers, um, and Leicester fans will know which ones I'm, I'm referring to, we haven't always put a full-strength team out uh, in the Cups. And yes. it's come back and bit us on the bum. Um, Newport did us a couple of seasons ago uh, by that. If Stokes anything to go on, which was yeah. sort of who we played in the in the last round, we beat them sort of 4-0. We literally had a full-strength team out. We have, however, got a game, I think it's Tuesday or Wednesday next week, um, nice. against nice. Everton. So it will okay. be interesting to see what sort of side Brendan Rodgers puts out. That yeah. said, when you look at our B, not necessarily our B team, that, that, that's not that's being unfair, our, our second string, if you like, our reserves, it's a very Tough bench, and I think even if it's that side, I'm feeling quite and I, you know, no disrespect to you, but I'm feeling quite confident. And we're playing a lot better away from home at the moment. 
Yes, yeah. Listen, and and again, you can, you know, you can, you know, your team as much as I know my team, and I'm not putting my team down because the fact is that you know the one thing I'll say is that listen, hands down, Leicester are a good side. I watched you play the other night. You played was it Chelsea the other night, and you know I thought, listen, good sides. You know, 100%. You've got some great players. You know, you're probably going to rest a few players. You probably rest, you know, Jamie Vardy and a few players that need a little bit of rest for that game, which is which is fair enough. But I think you you're going to feel that there's enough in your in your armory to actually kind mm-hmm. of deal with Brentford. The one thing I will say though is that when we we are we've got much more strength and better strength in depth than we had maybe two or three years ago. So two or three years ago, we put our first team. We're brilliant. You know, and after that, we start to bring players off the bench, and they'll be like, "Oh, this is a little bit, little bit, little bit tricky, trickier because the, the quality isn't necessarily there." But there's a lot of enthusiasm, there's a lot of everything else. Now, what's happened is that you know we've got quite a good, you know, quite a good bench. We've got quite a good backup players who who have had experience as well. So when they come off the bench or they're put into situations like games like this, you're not thinking like, "Oh." there's a player who, who hasn't played very many games. These are players who have played a fair amount of games as well, even if they are kind of as they are squad players. So, yeah. and also the thing that I've noticed is that, you know, there's a lot of enthusiasm. So when they play, they're actually really potty for it. They play some great football and they're potty for it. When they started to play at the beginning of the season in the League Cup games, um, Brentford normally have a, our first team normally has a really slow start every season because we integrate new players into the side and they really struggle to sometimes to actually kind of get you know with the flow because sometimes they come from outside the UK so they come from Europe or wherever and they don't yeah. quite understand the championship they don't understand the league they don't understand a pattern of place so and sometimes it takes you know t- twelve games fourteen games for us to get up to speed so we find ourselves kind of climbing the 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 the, the, the table slowly and that happened again at the start of the season this year whereas um, when we were playing the cup. They were coming out of the cup and obviously all these players are like potty for it. They're going inside. They're like bang, 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 you know, and brilliant game. They were just playing fantastic. And it was actually much more, it was almost like better to watch because they were just kind of going for it. It was a lot of fun and they were just kind of just, just enjoying themselves. So what I will say is that, you know, yes, we might be playing a lot of, you know, uh, squad players in this match, but it actually might make out for a really good game. And when we played Borough, we played Neil Warnock's borough and everyone knows about Neil Warnock and his style of football and what he likes to you know, do. He's very good at doing it. Um, yeah. We thought when we were going to play borough, we thought, oh no, we're playing borough. What a nightmare. You know, Neil Warnock is going to be a bore fest. That's going to be absolutely terrible. But we went out there. We had a change of team. They had a change of team. We went out there and it was one of the most entertaining games that, you know, that we've had for quite a long yeah. time. It was, yeah. it was really good. So I really enjoyed it. I think, I think for us as well, like you say, at the start of the season, we had, and I, and I used to hate it when uh, the big teams like the Man Uniteds, the Man Cities used to complain, oh, we've got all these injuries. But we did have all these injuries. At one point, we had virtually our whole back line was, was on the, you know, was on the medic table. Uh, so it meant that those players that you would normally wouldn't be getting many games were having to play week in, week out. So... Should we call on them, like you say, because we've got this game midweek against Everton, we've got every faith in that, that they can do a job. But, you know, we're looking at Brentford. I mean, you're third. You're third in the division there. I mean, the same as we're, well, we're now third now after the uh, last couple of nights' games. Uh, you, you beat Luton the other night. We're both sat there in, in third place. You've got to be looking at, at playing us next season, haven't you? 
I'm, uh, listen, I'm, I've got, I'm touching the wood here. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> I'm not taking any after last season, you know, and we, really, we did really well last season, but we felt the last hurdle to, you know, our rivals down the road. Uh, I, I can't say the word actually. I just can't. Full, 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 full acid. <laughs> <laughs> quite difficult for us to as, as West London as the other team in West London it's really hard to actually say that and even worse to say yeah. how you lost to them the only time that you lose to you when we beat them we, we smash them every time and the only time we couldn't smash them is in the playoff final that, that was that was hurting a little bit but we've got over that now yeah. and um so we're not we're not taking anything for granted we, we had a fantastic side last season Ollie Watkins you see what he's doing in the Premier League at the moment now you know Sai Ben Rama Went to West Ham, probably not the best move for him. We were actually desperate that you would actually put in a bid for Ben Rama and he could come to you, to be quite honest with you, because we thought he'd have been great with uh, with Leicester. You know, you know what Mares yeah. did with you, he would have been brilliant with you lot, but you obviously didn't need him, you know, probably with Madison and, you know, players like that. You probably thought, no, we don't need him. So uh, he went to West Ham, which personally I think is a bit of a waste because uh, I don't even think Moyes, I, I think, must have been their director of football, must have bought Ingles. I don't think Moyes really is feeling the vibe for him. So it's a bit of a waste, that uh, you know. But um, listen, great team, you know, absolutely fantastic team last season. Didn't go up, got a bit disbanded, put a new team together. But interestingly, what's happened is we're not quite as um, pretty as we are last season, probably the best way to put it. So we were really exciting. We, you know, if, if, you, if you're into your stats, XG, oh yeah, we had XGs of twos and threes and fours every match, you know, creating loads and loads and loads of high quality chances, getting the ball up there in behind there. And then if we couldn't do that, you know, we had players, you know, double nutmegging people, flicking the ball over their head, then curling it into the top corner. Oh, fantastic. Everyone, it's all the pundits, everyone was raving about Brentford, but we didn't quite make it because what we did also find was that if those little chances didn't come up or we were being overly kind of flashy, we'd lose the ball and bang, bang, bang. We might lose a game one nil or we didn't have the the know-how, the gore to how to break down two banks of fours and stuff like that. So, yeah. you know, yeah. we lost a quarter of our games one nil last season and uh, we weren't a bad team. You know, we lost to teams who were, like I said, too much, much worse than us, but fair play, they got the result. What we yeah. seem to be doing this season is that we are not as pretty, so we're not necessarily doing all the things that we were doing, running at the defences like we were doing before, but we're um, a lot more pragmatic in midfield. We are much tighter in defence as well, still we've got a really tight defence, and then we're nicking these wins. And like Luton, Luton, we played Luton. The first half, we were all over them. Yeah. The one goal, but then the second half, Luton came back at us, mate. They were like, they were like all over the place, they were all over us, and we were like, oh no. Last season, we would have lost that game 2 1, but we managed to grind out a 1 0 victory, and I think that is the difference between Brentford this season and Brentford last season. So, coming back to your point, should we be looking at playing you next season? Mm -hmm. I would love it, yes, I would do, but I'm still not counting on it. But if we carry on doing what we're doing now, we're doing all the right things. I think that it's looking a little more likely. <laughs> you have had a good, like you said, in the League Cup, you've been playing some Premier League teams and, you know, it was only Tottenham that unfortunately knocked you out. That's right. You know, we have been playing Premier League teams and if you put that barometer, I mean, that Tottenham game again, we were, we, we, we played 
quite we, Thomas Frank, he, he's a real thinker. He's a great guy. Um, you know, we got him on our podcast one time. You know, he came up to me. He said, look, I'd love to come on your podcast. I'm like, only if you come down the pub. He went, all right, then. So he's come down the pub. We're sitting in the pub. <laughs> Four hours down with Thomas Frank down the pub, and yeah. he sat down. If you check it out, Pride of West London, really, really, really interesting podcast. We've got two of them on there as well. But anyway, if you listen to him, all he does, he talks about football. He loves football. He, he loves fans. He loves all that kind of stuff. So for me, he's 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 a, he's a great guy. And um, I can't even remember what I started. I've, I've, I've deviated off. Actually, we was talking about you know the, the, like you're in Premier League teams and yeah, that's yeah. right. So you know, but for him, you know, beating the Premier League teams, you know, he he really does believe. And looking at it, we played that Tottenham team, and we could have played more Brentford, but I think he was also wanting not to get hammered by Tottenham. So what we did is that we kept it a little we a little bit kind of more conservative than what we might have been last season, if that makes sense. Because yeah. we just know that with with um with Vard uh, not Vardy, that's your boy, you know, with uh, with with um with, 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 with and uh and Jamie Boss. Oh my, my mind's gone <laughs> up front anyway. Um with them, them up front, get them on the break, bang, bang, bang. Yeah, yeah. no, 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 for uh, for Tottenham. Harry oh, Kane. Oh god, don't Harry Kane. I've met him as well. My daughter interviewed him. We went to say George Park. Like I said to you, my brain's gone. But anyway, so, yeah. so Harry Kane and Son up front, bang, bang, gang, bet the ball to the, it's in the back of the net. So I think he spent a lot of time trying to ensure that we kept it really, really tight. Um, we let in, you know, a soft goal. And then after that, you know, it was back, so, you know, against the wall and we were always chasing it. But the thing that I was really proud of is that when we went one behind, we didn't collapse and we were always in the game. And we we're always in the game until, like, you know, we got that goal that was disallowed in VAR. And again, that was like mm. Brentford's first experience of VAR. And we feel your pain, guys, with the VAR. <laughs> it is such mm. a nightmare. And look, okay, yes, he might have been offside, but what was the point? My man had his knee that was offside. And is it really affecting the play? Yes, by the rule of the book, of course it is. We're not going to go into that conversation. But all I'm saying is a Brentford fan. Say, well, welcome to our fan. world. Yeah. Welcome to our world. <laughs> yeah, that's right. As a championship fan, listen, we felt that. And we would have equalised against Tottenham Hotspur. And then it would have been a different story. Probably would have gotten to extra time. Maybe it would have gotten to penalties. And you never know. We might have been in the League Cup mm. semi-final. So my pride is the fact that we kind of, kept them toe-to-toe all the way to pretty much the end of the game. And then at the end of the game, we went for it and they got a break, got the goal. We got a man sent off and end of story. But look, yes, I'd say to you that I believe that we would do, and especially with our team last season, we 100% had done better than West Brom done. Mm -hmm. And also, I think Fulham would have done as well. And as you can see, Ollie Watkins is now gone and he's now at um, Aston Villa and he's helped to actually elevate them to become, I think, uh, a good side in that division. Um, Ben Roma is at West Ham. They're doing pretty good as well. They're doing all right. I think we'd have been all right. I I think you've answered four questions in one there for me. (laughs) (laughs) There you go. Two questions. The first one was, what, what, what do you think of your manager... Thomas Frank, and I think we uh, can gather from that. You, you, you like him, you like yeah. him. Um, of course, there isn't any VAR tomorrow, that's something we've got to get used to. Um, yes. that, uh, we, although, having said that, you know, we didn't have it against Stoke either. But, um, I mean, I was going to ask you this question. I mean, you, 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 again, you've kind of answered it there, 
Icona, I know as a fan, I used to moan every single week about the refs getting decisions wrong and the linesman not seeing somebody's, you know, foot and what have you. And, it, you know, that used to be the main topic of conversation. Now, it's exactly the same moans, but about VAR. We have it week in, week out, and it's pretty much the same as when we had the refs' decision. Some go for you, some don't, you know, and... It, it does balance itself out. We, we you know, we, we've had the beneficiary of it. We've also been on the other end of it. Do you, are you glad you've not got VAR uh, and you're still doing the refs or do you wish you had VAR? Interesting question, because if you speak to anybody in the championship, we'll tell you that the quality of refs in our, and, and in our division is really terrible. And I know a lot of people in the Premier League say oh, it's the same there, but no, trust me, the refereeing in our division is so, so bad to the, to, to the fact that the fact that the fans and the owners and the players and everybody are actually all on the same side, you know, right. and, and it is really terrible, some really terrible decisions. So for me, I'll be honest with you, I, I, was, always a, I was always a person who wanted VAR, because mm. yeah. you didn't know what VAR was, but I wanted um, uh, I wanted electronic technology because mm. I've been at so many matches where, to be quite honest with you, I felt cheated out of it because the Royal Rest being so terrible. Um, there were yeah. situations like, I mean, I was at when England, you know, uh, South Africa and Frank Lampard yeah. Yeah. Goal, oh, uh, against, yeah. you know, against Germany and it didn't go in the, in the net when it went massively over. Okay, so that didn't go in, yeah. and in the end, we get getting get, get, get hammered. But if we'd gone in at two all at that game, then it'd be different. Now, you can argue saying that isn't VAR, that's goal night technology. Okay, so that is some sort of technology which I feel needs yeah. to be used. Some people say, tell you something, I don't want VAR, but I would like to keep goal night time nine technology. I think there's a definitely an argument for that. I think goal night technology is very important, and I think it's needed. So, yeah. from that side of it, on the technology front, I think it, I think it's good. On the VAR front, I think the problem with it, I think it can be good, but the problem with it is that they're you they're, they're, they're micro using VAR, mm. and I think that VAR should come after the referee should be free to still make the decisions, and then VAR should come in, uh, in probably you know it should be very defined where it comes in to basically in effect correct a referee if he makes a bad decision. And it yeah. shouldn't be a, a a knee on a, on an offside, right? Because I think that you know you should be able to give the referee his benefit of a doubt that if he doesn't mm -hmm. believe it's going to be an offside, then that's fair enough. But if if there's a if, if it's if it's a particular distance, and then mm -hmm. they say okay, that's fair enough. But maybe it's not for that. Maybe it's for particular fouls, or maybe it's for penalties. I'm, I'm not quite sure what it should be, but I think VAR should be brought in in very distinct and very um, 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 and narrow amount of cases. So the yeah. game continues to flow. And what you're doing is that you're correcting big mistakes where the referee has made a bit of a boob, but they can come back in and, and they can go in his ear saying, actually, mate, that's something which is out of the parameters of where we're giving you your, your human error. Yeah. Let's go in and correct that. And that's where I think yeah. it should be used. And it's very interesting because... It, uh, you, you said you saw the Leicester Chelsea game the other night. If we, if Johnny Evans was to make that tackle in exactly the same place tomorrow, the referee would probably give it as a penalty, and then yeah. it becomes one-one, and then it's a different game. Yes, VAR on that occasion, like I say, working for you, working against you, yeah. 
Ed, no, it's outside the area. And Johnny Evans was the only person on the pitch. I think <laughs> was probably confident that it was, but it yeah. was outside the area. It, it, it's going to be, I say, I think it's just going to be like the refs. It's just going to go on and on and on. It will, it will never be, uh, it will, will never be happy as fans. If we don't, unless we get 100% decisions every game, it will never be happy. But yeah. uh, going in, going into the game on Sunday, just looking at the form guide there, again, it's, it's very tight. You've, you've had a good run of six games unbeaten. And so have we. we we've just got the extra draw, but uh, you're on a really good run there, aren't you? Yeah, I think well, I think more to the point is if you forget the cup games, because obviously we lost we lost to Tottenham in the cup, yeah. which is the only loss that we've had yeah. in seventeen yeah. games. We've actually we're unbeaten in sixteen league matches, and yeah. um, actually more than seventeen games because we would have had a few league cup matches as well in that. Yeah. So I think we're probably unbeaten. We've, we've we've had one loss in probably about eighteen games as well, or yeah. like I said to you, sixteen league games unbeaten. Again, that is our Brentford, you know, first team. It's our kind of, you know, it's our it's our full strength side that we're talking about here. So, again, I'm a little bit, you can throw those stats out there, but you've got to do a like-for-like like situation. And also, we are in the Championship and you are in the Premier League. So, I think there's a different value in the wins, even though we're not taking away the value of our wins. I love our wins. I think they're very nice. You, you, very can, only, you can only play who's against you, though. That's the thing at the end of the day, you know. Yeah. And, uh, and like I said, I, I, I just don't think you're there to be taken lightly because, you know, you are... You are doing so well, and like I said, I think I think Brendan will put out a reasonably strong side. And I want to ask you, talking about your side, and if I say to you who's probably going to cause us problems tomorrow, I guess if he's playing, it's going to be a certain striker uh, that that no, no, he's, he's doing not, very he's well. Not playing, he's not playing. Is he not mate. playing? He's well, it tells you something he probably wouldn't have played anyway because, as, as I said last season, Ollie Watkins didn't play because he was too crucial to our league, um, run, uh, our league promotion run. And uh, Ollie, I don't think Ivan Tony would have played tomorrow anyway because, again, he's so crucial. You know, this promotion is very important to us. However, he got sent off against Luton in the last minute. We could for, say that, but does that sending off in the league carry over to the FA Cup? As far as I, 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 that's a good question, but I think I'm pretty sure it does. Yeah, because yeah, because right. Josh De Silva got sent off in the, the Tottenham game, and then it right. got carried over through to the FA Cup and the league matches. So yes, it's going right. to get carried through to that. And uh, to be honest with you, that's uh, a little bit of a blessing in disguise because we 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 had our podcast as we said just now, Pride of West London, which I'm editing up. It should be up very soon, and uh, yeah. we didn't have the conversation as. Are they going to play Tony? Are they not going to play Tony? There's no <laughs> yeah. going to play Tony, like you know. So he's not going to play, and neither is Josh De Silva, who's a great player as well, because he got yeah. sent off against Tottenham in the cup, and we've had a couple of games called off for COVID. So it's now come to this FA Cup match as well. So we haven't got the decision, will you or won't we? He won't be playing as well. So the players are going to ask me who to look out for. Um, interestingly, we've actually got a striker who is our substitute striker. Um, I think he might have played last year against you as well, Marcus Ford. Right. It's funny, Force, because basically Marcus Ford, he, he comes in and out of games. There was a stage this season where he played, um, I think he, he'd scored every half an hour and he scored about six right. goals. Right. He'd only right. he'd only played like about sort of kind of three hours or something like that. Ridiculous. Come on for like 10 minutes and scored a goal and two goals here or there. 
So he's quite, but he's one of those players who he's got an eye for goal. He's the, he's the, finish, he's the finish guy, isn't he? That's right. He's the finish guy. Yeah. And then, like I said to you, he's young. He came out of our B team. You know, he's been banging in goals, you know, for fun when he comes on. And then he went to Finland. I think he made his debut for Finland on his debut. He played against France. Okay. It was a friendly, but not knocking it still. He's playing France, the World mm. Cup holders and the European um, Championship holders. And he scored in his debut as well. So, uh, you know, it's one of those scenarios where you think, listen, Ivan Tony. He's a brilliant striker, brilliant forward, knows where yeah. the back of the net is, except for the last five games. I don't think he scored in the last five games, but we're going to talk about that. But um, so mm -hmm. other than that, if he's not going to play, then Marcus Force is one who you will feel confident can, if he gets a sniff of goal, will put the ball in the back of the net. I mean, I was looking on your website before we um, we came live, and you're not short of forwards, are you? I mean, I'm looking here, and you've got nine forwards at the club. You probably know more than I do, and I know quite a lot about the club. But I think a lot. Again, it depends on what you, what you, you know, what you. Oh, class you I'll take one of those is out on loan. Um, but uh, uh, which one's that? Uh, Cesar, Joel, Valencia, Castillo. Oh, yeah. So, Valencia. Okay. So, Valencia, again, this is what oh, I'm saying. Ben, to and Banana Armour as well, obviously. Yeah. Or Banana yeah. Armour, as I like to call yeah, him. Yeah. Ben Rama. Again, so Ben Rama's gone. I mean, the deal is actually, a, it's a done deal. He's gone. He's, he's yeah. gone to West Ham. It's all over. Again, it depends on these players because we play one player up front. So, when you say forwards, to me, I think striker, which is Arventonio Marcus Force. So those are the two players that come in there as well. We've got this young kid as well from Man United. Again, I'm really bad because I should remember his name and 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 and, and, and I'll probably come back to me in a minute. But he's a young kid who we literally only got, and he's coming out of our B team, who will probably be on the bench as well tomorrow as well. So he's another kind of striker that we've got. Aaron Presley as well is another striker. He's out of our B team. But then other than that, because we play quite an attacking front line, we've got your wingers, we've got, you know, your your kind of, you know, you're your, your attacking midfielders, you know, mm. you're, you, you know, you've got players like Ben Rama, who is, yes, he's an attacking player. Is he, is he a winger? Is he a number mm. 10? Is he, what kind of player is he? Like, uh, you know, um, when he when he played for us as well, you've got Josh De Silva. Again, he's an attacking midfielder. You know, you've got um, um, Emiliano Marcondes, who won't be playing tomorrow, but again, he's like an attacking midfielder. So, yes, we've got a lot of attacking players. Mbumo, Brian Mbumo as well. Like, you know, he bought, he's our record signing from um, from Troyes. Um, and he was six million euros as well. He was part of the BMW last season, banging in goals for fun. Um, he did a wicked little flick back actually for uh, for Ivan Tony to put the cross in for our goal against Luton. If you check that out as well, but um, Brian and Bumo, great player, great attacking player. This season hasn't been as good as he was last season, but he's still a quality player. And uh, he might actually play tomorrow. Actually, he might be one of our first team players that we played tomorrow to try and get some some game time. So answering that question, we have got some good attacking players who play in various positions in and around the front of the of the attack and also in midfield as well so we don't like to think that we're a team who just all our goals come from the striker who who plays up front so that's a that's a probably quite an important thing for us as well and also our wing backs are very important as well important yeah. for our game and also our goalkeeper who's like a he's like a fullback as well he's like a he's like a wing back our goalkeeper you are often fight on the line don't, don't, don't talk to me about sweeper keepers look at Casper yeah. Schmeichel the other night he was virtually on the halfway line at one right, point yeah, yeah. But I think I've got Schmeichel, to 
it's Michael and Ray will probably be swapping swapping positions, mate. You know what I'm saying? They'll probably be sort of struggling up the ball, the halfway line between each other. I half, yeah, I half expected Casper at that point to go that way, and then do the scorpion kick. I think you're like, oh god, no! Just he came from off field totally. But I've got to ask you about this guy because last year a lot of Leicester fans were saying we've got to go because we need a. We need a backup striker to Jamie Vardy. I know Inacho scored against you last year. You won't know, to, you know, how he's playing for us, but he, he's not. He, he comes on, but he's not reliable. He's not going to sort of get you the goals that you need when when your main striker's out. And everybody was saying to us last year, like, oh, we should be going for Ollie Watkins. We should be going in for Ollie Watkins. Obviously, he went to Villa with the Dean Smith connection. A name that a lot of fans are saying to us, a lot of Leicester fans are saying, is that we should be going for this, you know, Ivan Tooney. You rate him highly. I he's brilliant. Tony's yeah. brilliant. You know, Watkins is brilliant as well last season, but, you know, and Ivan Tony's brilliant. Different type of player. Totally yes. different type of player. He's the type of player you put the ball, you know, into the area, puts his head on the ball, you know, put the ball near him. He's there and he, he, he could be a poachy player. He, he, you know, he he's strong. He, he he's he's your archetypal striker, Ivan Tony. He's big, he's strong, um, and he's he, he's a great player as opposed to Ollie Watkins, who he'd be out in the wing sometimes, you know, he, he kind of runs the channels, he plays other players in. But saying that, you know, Ivan Tony, you know, he laid up the goal on Saturday. Perfect, brilliant, not Saturday, yesterday against Luton. Brilliant goal it was as well. You know, you, you like I said, you've got to check it out. Let the cross back, Tony, you know, put the ball in, back of the net. But also Ivan Tony does a lot of defending as well. So you'll often find him back in the your own penalty area. So I think this is the benefit as well of what we've had of having Tony this season because he's scoring the goals. But also what's happened is it's almost like we've had an extra defender, an extra somebody who's willing to track back and help when the team's in trouble. Um, yeah. And then after you get the ball and then play the ball up to one of the other attacking players who's up there and he's like thinking, oh, it's not me. I'm not, I don't have to be up there the whole time. I'm quite happy yeah. to be in defence, helping out, getting the ball, playing the ball up to the other players who will actually, you know, hopefully make a goal there themselves. And that, there's been a massive advantage for us this season. You won't be seeing that obviously on Sunday in the game because Tony won't be playing, but he's a he's a he's he's quality. Well, if you see Rogers and Frank having a bit of a longer chat after the game, maybe Rogers are putting in an offering for him. <laughs> well, saying that as well, with Ollie Watkins, he was another player that we really wanted you to come in for last season. Yeah. You know, it's always it's like Leicester's the team that we're quite happy to to set up. Like, so we, you know, Fulham, you know, Fulham were talking about sort of going after him but I don't think they wanted to pay the money no. you know stuff like that but you know we would have loved you know to Leicester you know Ben Rama you can have you know just take our players you know good side good manager plays decent football you know they're not one of the sort of the West or one of our West London rivals or one of the teams that keeps on boasting about stealing all our players like other teams do and it's not you know going to Leeds United who we had a little bit of a fear that you know you know Oli might have gone to Leeds or Ben Rama might have gone to Leeds but that didn't happen because they didn't want to pay the money I think the difficulty was that People were worried with the uh, the twenty eight million pound price tag, which went up to, goes up to thirty two after you know after the add ons, and everyone yeah. got worried about it. But again, if you speak to me as a Brentford fan, and the thing is, I'm one of these people that I'm like, you know, we use our our system, our stat system, which means that we buy players low. Wally Watkins, we bought it for one point five million. You know, Ben Rama, one point five million. We sell them for whatever because basically teams don't take the risks like what we do. Um, and I know you guys are actually use the same statistical yeah. system that we do as well. You know, yeah. so you know the score. So I think that 
what will happen is that the reason why he didn't come to Leicester is that it was at the top of the value chart, whereas you like to buy lower down in the value chart. So you probably would have been more likely to buy Ollie Watkins a year before or the year before that when he was 10 million or 12 million, if we would have sold him at that time, you know what I'm saying? But you weren't going to buy him at 28 million. But to me, I'm saying that him at 28 million would have been brilliant value because he's a brilliant player, put him into a brilliant team like yours. And you actually might actually, not saying you're not going to win the week, but you might actually win the week. (laughs) I think okay, looking back on it, it is one player we 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 still say now that we we should have got him. But talking about strikers, and just to finish on this now, then um, the guys that do the score predictions for me on uh, on a website, I got some ex players. So as you can imagine, okay. they are a little bit maybe biased towards Leicester. But we've got um, Steve Walsh has gone for a two nil win for us. Steve Linex one nil. Ian Marshall three one. I'm sorry, I've gone for three nil because I just feel we're on we're on that sort of run at the moment having spoken to you know i'm maybe thinking about that what what do you think the score is going to be again on our podcast pride of west london if you want to check it out i said to you um we've done our score predictions on there as well and what i what there's the three of us that went for it laney he went for three one to to leicester as well And I did a bit of a ooh, and then after mm. I said, uh, then demo, the, the, the you know the the, the demo, um, he went one all, and then Leicester would win on penalties, and I went one all, and Brentford would win on penalties. So there you go. So mm. uh, I'm, I'm talking about a little, bit of an upset, you know, putting yes. it out of the bag there. And I just think the reason why, absolutely not. No one expects us to do anything. I don't, you're not going to take us for granted. And I'm just hoping that our guys will go out there and have a lot of fun, enjoy themselves, nick a little goal, and just make everybody in West London, except for the Fulham and QPR lot, very happy. <laughs> <laughs> Billy, it's been great having you on. You've been a great guest. Thank you very much. One last chance now. Go on, give, give your podcast and everything a bit of a shout out. Yes, uh, well, if you do, besotted.com is, uh, is the blog that we do. So we're a fanzine, we've been going on for sort of 30 odd years. So besotted, besotted was a fanzine, it's turned into a blog, which is besotted.com, B E E S O T T E D.com. And also prideofwest.london is where you can get the podcast on there. So you can check it on the blog or you could check it on the podcast itself. We do, well, we used to do, we used to do three a week when uh, when all that like, we're doing about maybe two a week now as well you should check it out and it's yeah. uh, definitely worth a listen we did one last week which is worth checking or a couple of days ago which is obviously on mental health as well and we talked about mental health the pandemic and football and how it affects you and i know it talks about Luton as well but don't worry about that just check that out because that's definitely worth a listen and this one is an interesting one the leicester one because you check that out we'll talk about your game we'll talk about uh, our, our game against Luton and the best stats about that as well but we also delve into a little bit of uh there's been a few little bit of racism incidents um in and around our club which we're not too happy about as well so we we decided to to, to have a little talk about that because uh, you know and, you've got to talk about real issues as well as yeah, well as and, uh, as and well you as even have, you even had brad on from left this lie die and you survived that's right he, <laughs> we did indeed so thanks for that brad we appreciate it He's a good lad, he's bad, he's a good lad. Billy, thanks so much. I'd wish you all the best for the weekend, but I wouldn't really mean it. And like I always say on these shows, you know, everybody says, oh, as long as football's a winner, bollocks, we want our own team to win. So I'm sure you want Brentford to win. I want Leicester to win. Uh, let's. Well, one of us is going to be happy anyway. Thanks very much, Billy. Take care and stay safe, mate. And you too. Thanks for having us. Okay, good luck, Leicester fans.
the rest Cheers, of the mate. All the best. All the best to everybody at Brentford. Take care. Cheers. Cheers. Bye bye. That was Billy, and great lad. Great to have him on. Um, check out his uh, podcast, like he said, because he uh, has got um, uh, Brad from from ourselves, Lester Till I Die, on, and uh, he said that's going up live later on today or tomorrow. The game is on Sunday. It's two thirty. Um, Brentford Community Stadium. I've, every time, I, everywhere I've gone on to update this, it's <laughs> up with a different name. New Griffin Park is what it's called. Not that we can go anyway. It's on BT Sport if you're watching that one. So keep an eye uh, if you've got that platform. BT Sport. We'll be back about 40 minutes before kickoff on Sunday with the pre-match show with myself and Josh. And about 40 minutes after the final whistle, we will be back with me and Brad and we'll be doing the post-match show. On that side there, you'll see us all. No, that side there, you'll see us all where you can get us. Lester Till I Die TV on YouTube. And if you want to listen to this on Catch Up, uh, on a Listen Rather Than Watch, any podcast platform, the main ones being Google, Spotify, Apple iTunes, and Anchor under Lester Till I Die. Guys, I will, like I say, I will see you on Sunday um, about 20 minutes before kickoff. So it's about 1.40-ish uh, for me and Josh for the pre-match show. Thanks very much. Thanks again to Billy. Great guest. It was brilliant to have him on. Stay safe, guys. See you Sunday. Let's Thanks for watching Lester Till I Die. This is Chris saying goodbye and see you next time. Podcast Network. It's the 90th minute. All your mates around. You've got your McNugget share boxes ready to go. Your mates already got booked for double dipping and you steal the last nugget, snatching all three points. Perfect. Ultimate delivery now on the McDonald's app. You in? A participating restaurants 18 plus, serving times, delivery fee, and terms apply. See McDonald's.com. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered 
by fans.